0: See, see, as a kid, I felt alienated by the niggas who look just like me. Niggas treat my nuance like it, like it was a nuisance. So, so I, was like, I was like, fuck them. Fuck them. I did my own shit. And now I'm up. And now all that paid off. And all them niggas, they peaked in high school. I always had confidence. I ain't never been nervous. I ain't never had anxiety. I ain't never second-guessed myself. If I want it, I go get it. I'm always on mode. I just go. I don't know what fear is. When they talk about that nigga, I'm him. I'm him, I'm that nigga.
1: It's funny, right?
2: For some reason y'all didn't really think we
1: was gonna be here. See for y'all, the sky's the limit. For us, the sky is just what we stand on. To reach the beyond.
0: Bitch, I'm running out that chair like I got rice on, and I'm running out of shit cause I got rice on me, bitch I'm running, <laughs> bitch, I'm running run. run it, huh? bitch I'm running, we gon' run it up, bitch I'm running. We gon' Spin it all, we it. I spin it spin it all. run it, today. spin it all. run it, I just spin it all. might spin it all. He off the dope. We off it. We off the boat. Crossheads to heat off. We tee off. Like we off. We, we see off the scope. So I grin. Funny hop been zoomed in. Ever since I hit two tens, Other faces with the blue skin. With the green background. Don't know how to act now. But I need you. you on my blue fin. Things Walk when I come, death host eat when I'm here. The dead hit sprints when I hum. Why you acting so dumb? But you know I got the fuzz. I'm live in a 310, bring goblin, it been tires. No lots, they send photos, I send wires. Gumballs cool me down, I'm on fire. Can't fuck with them. Rap. Help us see clear when the lighting was dim, dim. We. Yeah. Ain't nothing to you, but we something to dim, them. Dim. Dim. When you're in your room and you're staring at the ceiling, dreaming, I want you to know it's no ceilings. I want you to notice that feeling. I want you to leap and go forward. I want you to reach with no fear and throw clear scream it. Let them hear it. Run that shit up, baby. Spin it all we
3: Jay, world premiere, the world is yours. Han Solo reporting for duty on you hoes. You heard me? Game two, Phoenix Suns just got done dogging out these motherfucking ho-ass Milwaukee Bucks. Fucking crazy game. These niggas started out the game. They looked excellent. The Bucks looked great. Nothing but inside game, inside game, paint work, go hard, pause. Middleton, Giannis, P.J. Tucker, wasn't nobody shooting no threes in the first quarter. And they was getting to it. I promise you they was getting to it. Crazy turnovers from the Suns. Chris Paul was looking his
2: age. Ayton couldn't get rebounds. The white boy couldn't get rebounds.
3: Crowder couldn't get rebounds. The Bucks were doing their job in the first quarter, and that's how it always ends for them. Every game, I swear, I promise you, they look good in spurts, but they are not consistent enough to play an entire good game. And I said this shit on the last pod, and I'm gonna say this shit every pod for the rest of the finals because it's always gonna be true. These veterans, these seasoned players, can carry a team. Even if it's just one or two with Paul and Crowder and the coach Monty Williams, they never been to the finals before, at least at least Paul and, and Monty, they never been to the finals before. But they know how to operate in the playoffs. They know you don't get too excited when you got a lead. You don't get too down when you're down seven. And look, the Suns only took two free throws in the first half. You hear me? Two free throws in the first half. And they were home. They have home court advantage, and they only took two free throws in the first half. So I wanna hear people talking about these refs is this, these refs is that. That's bullshit. These motherfuckers out here was trying to keep the Bucks
2: in the game. But the Bucks is doing what the Bucks do. Fucking it up.
3: So yeah. Shout out, shout out to the game. Great game. I I fucking love the NBA. <laughs> uh I got distracted because I'm talking to my man on the phone. And I'm laughing and and carrying on through the whole game. And I realized, I realized the character flaw of myself. And that shit, low key, that shit, low key hurt my spirit. And it's not relevant anymore. But the shit hurt
2: my spirit because. I think I displayed a bad
3: person. Now, this is this bad person that I displayed was fucking twenty some odd years ago. But still, I displayed this bad person for a lengthy amount of time. So back in high school, back how do I say this? <laughs> Back in high school, I had a crush on a young lady, and I was in class where we was in earth science together. <laughs> she had a little mustache, Joan, but you know what? You, you know, your uncle always told you about that mustache on a young lady, If she had the mustache. That was a good pussy mustache, right? So this young lady had a little mustache, and she had the little Name played on her necklace with the earrings to match, and I was like, Oh shit, she got some flavor to her. You start talking to her, and just like most young ladies in Virginia, uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm not from Virginia like these other girls. I'm different. I'm from New York, or I'm from Connecticut, and look, I never met a motherfucker from Connecticut before. But I just knew it was up north, so I was like, oh, shit, you from Connecticut? Oh, you, fan- you a fancy motherfucker. Like, your daddy a drug dealer, and he came down to Virginia to retire? Like, ooh, I need to get in with you. You might, you might be the plug's daughter. So I had a crush on this young lady, and back then, when my hairline knew where home was, uh, I would ask this young lady to braid my hair. She wouldn't braid my hair for nothing. Uh, Because I was a scrub (laughs) nigga, But one day, my man put me on. He was just like, yo, she won't braise your hair. Bet. Take your hair out. Get your hair ready. I'm going over to get my hair done. She can't say no to you getting your hair done if I bring you with me and say that you drove. So we go over there. She does his hair. She's like, well, come on over here. I'll do your hair, too. And she looked like she wasn't feeling it. She did this nigga hair with wild designs. Wild designs. I mean, you would have thought she did this shit blindfolded while she was doing acid and mushrooms. The craziest designs I've ever seen in my life. She did this nigga hair. When it came time to do my hair, what'd she give me? Six straight backs. Like, my name was Kawhi Leonard. Like, I was fucking pusher T or some shit. But when she got done doing my hair, she said, your hair is softer than it looks. So we in the car riding home, and he looks at me and he says, "Yo, fam, she finna be down to do your hair whenever you want." And I'm good with that, cause I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm growing my hair out. I need somebody to do my hair. This is gonna be a good look for me. I can have somebody to do my hair. I can stay fresh. I don't care if it's straight backs or not. Anything's better than the fro." <laughs> what I didn't know is that this young lady, my my original Women Crush Wednesday, <laughs> was out here getting dug out by the crew. And when I say she was getting dug out by the crew, she was getting dug out by the crew. Not my crew, but she was getting dug out by a crew that was adjacent to my crew. And I didn't care for that once I found out this information. But... She was still a nice young lady. We talked all the time. She did my homework for me sometimes. And fucking, it was a good little relationship. She did my hair on the regular. I liked this relationship and where it was going. Because if you could do my hair and do my homework, those were the two most important things in
2: my life back in 99 when I'm in the 10th grade. So, years later, still in high school, I'm working one
3: day working at Papa John's slinging pizzas. I've changed my career. I went from working at Wendy's to working at Chanello's Pizza. If you're in the seven five seven you know all about Chanello's pizza. Shout out to the gang on Battlefield. that um, and now I'm working at
2: Papa John's. The homies get off work early one night, and they like, yo kid. We going to the crib. Let me get the keys.
3: I'm getting my hair done. We'll come scoop you when you get off work. Cool. No problem. Throw niggas the keys. They go to the crib. I get off work two, three hours later. My man's hair still in the fro. So I'm confused. What exactly have you been doing for three hours in my home? with the hairdresser, that I have a crush on, and I'm pretty sure, I'm not, I'm not 100% confident, but I'm pretty sure somebody on earth knows that I have a crush on this woman, besides me and this woman, I'm pretty sure somebody in my inner circle
2: knows I like this woman, despite her little mustache, I liked her, The room is silent. So where's the hairdresser? Oh. She's getting cleaned up. (laughs) Cleaned up? Who needs to get cleaned up to do hair? She didn't come over
3: here cleaned up to do hair? Like, what's she doing? Washing her hands? (laughs) <laughs> she ain't wearing gloves? Like I don't get what's going on. So I sit down. I'm picking my hair. I'm picking my fro out because my fro is a beast. Oh man, I had fucking it was luxurious hair. It it, it really was amazing. <laughs> the young lady comes out the room. She's like, oh shit, you're here. <laughs> oh shit, it's my house. Like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> what the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then my other man comes out the back, and I'm like, oh,
2: shit. And then it hit me. While I'm at work, slinging
3: Papa John's pizzas. Some of the best traditional crust breadsticks with the little garlic sauce packets you've ever seen in your life. Jalapenos in the pizza box. All on you hoes. These two young gentlemen were at the house with my WCW
2: doing all the things that I would have liked to have done to my WCW
3: in my home, not in my bedroom, in my guest bedroom,
2: but it still happened on the premises. Oh, man. If, if I had auto tune,
3: if I had auto tune back in 2000, I would have recorded Heartbreaks and 808s. That's how serious this was. If I had auto tune back in 2000, I would have recorded 808s and Heartbreaks. I'm talking that love lockdown shit. And when you love lockdown, you love lockdown, I mean you love lockdown, you lose. I'm talking that motherfucking. Welcome to Heartbreak shit. Like, I would have recorded all of that shit in the crib by myself with no witnesses, and I probably would have never let nobody hear that fucking mixtape if I had an auto tune back in 2000, because that's exactly how I felt. And when she came out, cleaned up, quote unquote, cleaned up, I'm thinking, oh, fam, you next. <laughs> you gonna get your hair done? These niggas going to go home. It's going to happen for you. She going to rub that little dirty mustache on you. It's going to be over. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Shit never happened. She didn't even do my hair that night, fam. I'm out here with an afro for an extra day for no reason. Disgusting. And niggas sat there and talked about the the happenings
2: of the afternoon while I was at work in my face with the little
3: mustache motherfucker with the with the little hairy necks with the little hairy neck patch like you that's how you niggas is giving it up so I'm hurt heartbreak happens she had a friend her friend was from New York real cool also, nameplate on her earrings, nameplate on her necklace. I don't know why this was my type in the early 2000s, but if you were from New York or had a New York-esque type of accent, it was a rap. It was a
2: rap for me. Like, that's all I needed. Oh, my God. Put the pressure on her. Very unsuccessful. Very unsuccessful. That was a a
3: big part of most of my love life in high school. A lot of missed shots. But I shot a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. I shot a lot. I shot like J.R. Smith. Like whether I was open, whether it was three niggas on me, whether it was four niggas on me, whether it was in a fast break situation and we was up 20, I was
2: still shooting the three. Shorty shot me down. One, one day I'm talking to the homie, different
3: homie, different crew. He seen her walking outside. He was like, God damn, look at her. And I said, Yeah, man. God damn, look at her with the DKMY on. She's so fly. Oh man, I want to rub lotion on her ankles. He was sitting in the front seat and the passenger and he turned around, he looked at me, he said, Yo, DJ. I'm going to ask you to stop right the fuck now. And as a man, I know what that means. As a man to a man, I know exactly what that means. Can any of y'all guess what that means? You guessed it, you bitch ass nigga. That means that's my fucking work. Stop fucking looking at my work. I'll beat your ass in this
2: cutlass over that work. Close your eyes. Be quiet. That's my work.
3: Cool. No problem. Got no issues with it. Got no issues with it. I got this shit in a revolver. Another load of work. Church girl. We go on a three-man mission to the church girl's house. She got two sisters. Me and my two homies, three on three, we're, we're thinking the whole time we're riding over there thinking we're going to run the three-man weave. That's what we're thinking. We're plotting. We're strategizing.
2: And I know where I stand
3: in this three-man weave. I got the eldest. My man over here, he plotting on the middle. My man over here, he plotting on the youngest. And my other man, he's willing to beat
2: the middle against his man. So it's really four on three. This shit is disgusting. We go
3: on a four on three mission. There has to be some level of success. It has to be. I promise you, there's no way that any group in the history of groups have ever gone on a
2: four-man, four-on-three mission and have come up 0 for 4. Well, this group wasn't going to be the first.
3: My man who wasn't planning on getting the youngest got the youngest in the laundry room. Did his thing. I was proud of him. Round of applause for him, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause. Let's get a a fucking, let's get a drum solo for my man. (laughs) The two guys that went for the middle, all they ended up doing is dirty-macking each other, unintentionally dirty-macking each other, and it was disgusting to watch, and I had to watch it. I was a witness. And I hate being a witness to dirty macking because the shit is hilarious, the shit is funny, and the shit is uncalled for all at the same time. So I'm watching my man trying to Mac and I'm watching my other man, watching my man Mac, getting upset about it and then doing the exact opposite. I'm talking about one guy was playing fucking Casanova and the other guy was playing fucking Tony Montana, two opposite sides of the spectrum, oh, yeah, you know, uh, let's listen to some Keith Sweat, let's make it last forever, and then the other nigga comes in, he, yeah, yeah, where well, I'm from, son, we don't even be hanging out like this, like, talking about, we be out here cooking, cooking, coke and chopping bricks, and flipping birds, and and all this shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on over here? And Shorty was confused, too. I'm pretty confident that's why nothing happened, because these niggas is taking two totally different angles of approach. And I don't know if these niggas were trying to be tag team champions of the world that evening, or if they were just trying to solidify their places with this young lady. But neither one was successful. And this shit hurt my heart to watch, because I was like,
2: damn. Both you niggas, was out of character?
3: For like two, three hours. And that shit was uncalled
2: for. And none of your tactics were successful. So how the
3: fuck do you feel about this shit? Like if it hurt me to watch it, how does it feel for you to be a part of it? That's the important question, right?
2: But who knows how they felt a part of it. Then, there's me, with the oldest, and I'm going to tell you what, I got a lot of things that evening, but I did not get the buns, I did get something that started with a B, it was Bible scriptures, you guessed it, Bible scriptures, Deuteronomy, 1218. Austin 316.
3: All the fucking (laughs) Bible verses you could imagine. That's what I received that evening. Super trash, bro. Super
2: trash. And I wasn't pleased with it at all. So... I think, I think the high school version of me, I think the high
3: school version of me can easily be classified as a sucker for love, and God damn it, that shit hurts, because I don't know what rapper said it, but a rapper said that shit in a diss record, and every time I think of it, like, he was a sucker for love, I think it was Nas, uh, in Ether, but whatever rapper said that shouldn't have dissed record. Now when I'm thinking about my high school career, I'm thinking, God damn, I was legit like a sucker for love. Like I fell in love with all these chicks that you shouldn't fall in love with. And they were active. I'm not going to say they was ran through because we're in high school and you should be, uh, you should explore your genitals in high school. But damn it why did I have to like those women to the point where I like those women in a non-traditional high school way? Like, what was that about? What? And like I said, the one young lady had a mustache. The other young lady, she wasn't even that fly. Like she had a fucking braided ponytail that was super slick back. And then the third chick, she was churchy and she dressed churchy. uh, But I was a bum nigga in high school. So like, I was wearing Tommy Hilfiger and shit, but I thought I was fly, but I wasn't. I had FUBU jerseys in high school, uh, which is like 98 to to 02. So FUBU jerseys were still kind of fly, but I was literally the only nigga in my school rocking them on a regular like that. So maybe they wasn't as fly as I thought they was. Uh, Man,
2: we are unpacking some shit today. That's fucking crazy. I was a sucker for love in high school. That's disgusting. Hey. I want you motherfuckers to think about your high school career. That shit's important. Some of y'all peaked in high school and you don't know it yet.
3: Like some of y'all peaked in high school and because you never left the town where you went to high school so people still know you And the motherfucker that manages the McDonald's went to high school with you. And he throws you some free chicken nuggets. And the motherfucking cop that you was in high school with lets you get out of a speeding ticket every now and then. And, you know, you still see the people you went to high school with on a regular basis. And they idolized you in high school. And they still kind of give you that same respect today. So some of y'all don't know y'all peaked in high school because you never left your hometown. Uh, It's a statistical fact that like 60% of people never leave the town they graduated high school from. And when I say leave, not like leave for college, but like leave for good. Like you graduate college, where you go? You come back home, you buy a house, your parents get you a house, your parents help you get a house when you get married. And you stay in that same area that you went to high school. So you're always going to be big shit. That's 60% of y'all. So if you was popular in high school, 60% of y'all probably think you was a really, really cool fucking person. That's not me. I'm realistic. I understand. I couldn't dress in high school. My hairline looked terrible in high school. And then I found a barber and my shit was cool. And then I started growing my hair out and I found somebody to braid my shit. My shit looked cool. And then I was still wearing FUBU jerseys because I had a job and I didn't have a car. So what I'm going to spend my money on, FUBU jerseys and Iversons, and I dressed like Obama and nobody dressed like me because these other niggas is wearing Jordans. they wearing name-brand clothes and all that cool shit, and I never did that. But I was funny. I was good company. I always tell you all the time I was good company, and I had my crew with me. <sighs> but, man, I was a sucker for love in high school. That shit's crazy. And only this shit can be discussed on the Han Solo podcast because I can't talk about this shit with King Raymond because King Raymond won't talk to y'all about his high school experience. And I can't wait till the next pod because I'm going to make him talk to y'all about the time he crashed the Chevy Cavalier at Burger King. I'm going to make him tell y'all this story and then I'm going to throw so ad-libs in the background of this story because he's not going to hit all the bullets but we're going to take a quick we're going to take a quick break be right back all the whole jack
4: jack beat steady
1: You can hate, but your bitch steady to watch. It. Watch. It. Bitch, you can't do it on the dick. She poppin'. We ball poppin'. You cock blockin'. blockin'. Told the girl you rap, but your CD floppin'. Say you gettin' money, man. We ain't seen nothing. No. Your girl is persistent. She ain't stoppin'. Man, she say she wanna. Mm-hmm. I-, I-, I keep the perp by the pound. The trough stay bunchin'. Y'all know we run the town. And I keep a bad bitch around. Big bitch. Long hair, yellow, white, red, brown. My Chevy sit on 24, flats look like flapjack. pancakes, you know, I'ma play the game, I go, they can take me out the hood, but I'ma keep it hood bold, and I don't need a skill for the work, I can eyeball perk. I am not too jerk, ain't on me, and make your situation worse, you don't wanna take a ride in that long black earth all eyes on me, shout her, I'm a bomb first, heard the truth, and they see the truth first, hustle me, hard work, hard work, Go to church, man, this rap shit is easy Every beat I get, I murder Cause I'm a hood nigga I keep the perk by the pound The truck stay bunking Y'all know we run the town And I keep a bad bitch around Long hair, yellow, white, red, brown And my Chevy sit on 24 Flats look like flapjacks Pancakes, you know I'ma play the game how it go They can take me out the hood But I'ma keep it hood, boy The nate's in pair every week. Menage three. The girl suck nice sleep. Z O E climax and to the P-B. i see and you now, you see me. You see I see you. Fucking like me. i good I keep the perk by the pound. The truck state bunion. Y'all know we run the town. Hood. And I keep a bad bitch around. big bitch. Long hair, yellow, white, red, brown. Hood. And my Chevy's I'm a gold diggers like Kanye. Kanye, but I will pay Beyonce. For Shante, Shante. make Keisha Cole say she should have cheated if she ever come my way. I'm <laughs> here from Fantasia on the highway. Tricking off Magic City every Monday. It ain't tricking up, you got it, that's what I say. I say, and what I say goes I keep the perk by the pound, the truck stay bunking. Well
3: bad bitch around, big bitch Long hair, yellow, white, red, brown And my Chevy sit on 24 And we back in this bitch You heard me I'm so low cash for the evening <laughs> I wanna talk to you Fucking To all of you People that think Your zodiac sign Defines you as a person I want you to know, and I probably said this before on the pod, it's not true. Two things can be true at the same time, but your zodiac sign does not define you as a person. If you a fucking Taurus, a Tauros, or whatever the fuck these niggas are, that doesn't mean that you're strong-willed just because you're a Taurus. Taurus. You might have read that shit, and then you say, now I need to be hard-headed for the rest of my life, and that's just how you carry shit. Or you read that Geminis have two faces, so they can often have two personalities. So then you think, hey, it's okay for me to act one way one day and act another way the next day, because that's my zodiac sign. That's not it like your zodiac sign does not define your personality and everything that somebody says your zodiac sign does. You don't have to fucking attach that to yourself like an article of clothing. That's not how it works. I I really want y'all to know that's not how it works. And you look crazy. And some of these items that you can identify are flaws knowing that there are flaws in your personality and not working on them and just saying, oh, I get a hot temper really quick because I'm an Aries. No, my nigga, you need anger management. That's it. You you 42 years old. You still getting mad at the little shit. You need anger management. It's not because you're an Aries and because Aries have short tempers. Oh, I'm freaky because I'm a Scorpio. No, my nigga, you're not freaky because you're a Scorpio. You're freaky because you watch porn all day in the middle of your work day and you take the goddamn white rhino pills and you're fucking juiced up on Monster all day. Like, let's call a thing a thing. Please, I would like for everybody to just have a little bit more depth. I would like for everybody To not lean on their Zodiac signs as why they are what they are today. Some of y'all motherfuckers got some trauma and you need to address it. And some of y'all just have poor personality traits. And instead of working on them, you just say, hey, all Capricorns act this way. Take it or leave it. Like, no, my nigga, I'm going to leave it because I don't want to deal with that shit every day. And you don't look like you're in a position to fix it. And I'm a cancer and people are going to say, oh, you cancers are emotional. Oh, you cancers are this or you cancers are that. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. This ain't that. You might know some emotional cancers. They would probably be emotional if they were born in September also. that's just who they are, bro. You might know some funny motherfuckers. That don't mean they're funny because they were born in July. That just means they got a good sense of humor. And they don't take shit too serious. That's it. Stop leaning on these zodiac signs to describe your personality, faults, and everything. Just stop it. Yeah, the shit might be on point sometimes, but sometimes it's it's nature, not nurture. Uh and it's just how you are. It's just your natural personality. Uh so yeah, leave that zodiac sign shit alone. Y'all look crazy. Uh I if I could if I could go a week without somebody linking their zodiac sign to why they can't be a productive member of society, I'd be happy.
2: That's not how life goes. That's not. That's not the cards I was dealt. Uh. So let's talk. Let's
3: talk about fucking. Let's talk. Since we're talking zodiac signs, I want to fucking talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about the countdown. Uh, next Wednesday, my birthday, the fourteenth of July. Super pumped up. I am not going to do shit. <laughs> I got some fucking. I got some golf lessons. I'm excited to take golf lessons because I'm going on a trip in August to Aruba. So I'm excited to get these golf lessons in so that when I go out there with my stepdad, I can go out there and show him, like, hey, my man, you play golf every time we go on vacation. I'm gonna play golf with you. I'm gonna put on the polo shirt. I'm gonna tuck the shit in my fucking khaki shorts and I'm gonna Tiger Woods this shit as best I can. Uh, so I got some golf lessons coming. Uh, but I literally have no plans. So let me ask y'all, when
2: your birthday comes around, how important are your birthday plans?
3: Like, What age do you stop celebrating your birthday? Is there an age where you stop celebrating your birthday where you like fucking say, hey, hey, man, <laughs> I'm 30 years old. That means I've had a month of birthdays. It's no more celebrating after today. We're just going to treat it like a fucking Tuesday and keep it moving. Like, what age do you stop celebrating your birthday? And if you celebrate your birthday every year and you go hard, what do you do to keep it fresh? Because if you throw a party every Saturday, the shit going to get old after a while. So if you're throwing, if you're doing something for your birthday every year, what do you do to make sure that you keep it fresh? What do you do to make sure that every year is like a cool memory? Because before before life hits you, or before you get too many birthdays, like yeah, you used to do a big, but your your big used to be very expected. You know, my big one in my 20s, hey, we going to infinities tonight. In my 20s, my big was, yo, we going to hit the beach tonight. Yo, we getting a bottle tonight. Oh, we drinking top shelf liquor tonight. Not that fucking aristocrat. Like, the, it wasn't too hard to fucking celebrate versus what we did on a regular weekend. So my question is, like, what exactly, what's your stance on your birthday? Because I have mixed emotions about it. I mean, it's my birthday and the way that I grew up. You would think my parents were Jehovah's Witness or something, because the last birthday party that I can remember having, I was probably seven. We lived in Texas uh, because my parents were in the military and they asked me what I wanted. And I was like, "Yo, I want a Ninja Turtles cake. I can put Donatello on that bitch because that's my man. He's a smart motherfucker. He got the bow staff. I had a bow staff in the house. I'm thinking me and this nigga Donatello, we cut from the same cloth. Uh, we had a party. And of course, in true black family fashion, my birthday party was more of a party for my parents. They invited all their army buddies. And there was like six kids there. Never met these kids in my life. Uh, They weren't even in the same age bracket as me. And then the cake was fucking Michelangelo. Fam. (laughs) If you a Ninja Turtle fan, you know. You know and you understand that your favorite Ninja Turtle means something near and dear to you. And if your favorite ain't Michelangelo, you probably hate Michelangelo. He's a fucking clown. He had them fucking weak-ass nunchucks. He fucking, he was goofy. He never could do, like, Michelangelo never kicked nobody's ass. Like, Michelangelo will come through. Everybody be kicking ass. Michelangelo will come through. He'll jump over Leonardo, and you think he about to do a cool-ass Jean-Claude Van Damme split kick in the air, and he fucking busts his ass and fall over and spin on his shell. And then he pops out the show, and he got a slice of pizza talking about cowabunga. And you are know, yo, know what the fuck? Like, Michelangelo was a comedy relief of Ninja Turtles. And I hate to deep analyze Ninja Turtles like this, but that's what it was. But down to toes, my nigga. And these niggas got me a Michelangelo on my cake. And they seen my face when they opened the cake. And I never had a birthday cake again until I was, like, a fucking teenager. And it wasn't even from them. It was from my aunt. So like birthdays to me, birthdays to me, it was your personal holiday. It was your personal Christmas, right? It's your day. We do whatever the fuck you want to do as long as it's in the budget. And if you was aware of the budget, you kind of crafted what you asked for to fit in that budget. And now that I'm grown and I got my own budget and I can manage my own fun. Now, like my thing is. I'm going to do what makes me happy on my birthday, bro. Last year on my birthday, I was recovering from the stroke. I was driving when I shouldn't be driving. I fucking bought me a fucking, I got me a Transformers t-shirt with all the bad guys on it because I always root for the bad guys. And I drove like 40 miles away. And I went and got me something to eat, spent some time, hung out with my person. And, like, that was my day.
2: And I was pumped. Like,
3: I was pumped. I was, like, happy. Like, yo, this is a cool birthday. Like, my birthday was on a fucking Monday or a Tuesday. But, like, that shit was cool. That that was good money for me. Uh, but, like, I, I don't remember doing anything major for my birthday because it's not about doing something major. To me, I just wanna be content. I just wanna do what I wanna do. I don't wanna be handcuffed to other people in their time frames. Hey, we got a surprise for you. We're gonna take you up to this restaurant and we're gonna do all this and twenty seven people are gonna come and don't be rude and don't be on your phone. Like, fam, it's my birthday. A million everybody that has my phone number is gonna call me today. So if you're looking for one-on-one time with me on July 14th, I promise you it's not going to
2: happen. It's not gonna happen because my phone's gonna ring all day all fucking day. Uh, but 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 hit 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 us up. Let us know what
3: you want to do on your birthday. Uh, Let us know what your best birthday is, what your worst birthday is. I can tell you right now what my worst birthday is. My worst birthday was my 21st birthday. I had this bright idea that I was going to be awake every hour of my birthday. In every hour of my birthday, I was going to take a shot for that hour. At 1 o'clock, I take one shot. At 2 a.m., I take two shots. At 3 a.m., I take three shots. And that shit sounds very good in theory. But when you're taking shots of bottom shelf aristocrat, because nobody taught you that the bottom shelf liquor is the bottom shelf for a reason. It's the it's the worst. Nobody wants to drink this shit. Nobody told me that. When nigga, guy was out here, I'm like, yo, fam, I can get two gallons of this for eight dollars yeah we we rocking with aristocrats you an aristocrat my nigga i'm an aristocrat hey we gonna drink this fucking two gallons of aristocrat for nine dollars nobody ever told me that shit wasn't good so i went to the liquor store i bought that shit with pride boom check it we doing shots all night we doing shots warm shots no ice no chaser no fucking water consumption for the day. Nobody ate anything all day. We're just doing shots and we're smoking. And we're being young and stupid in the middle of the summer. And I probably passed out somewhere in the middle of the afternoon. I probably yacked somewhere. If I in your car, I apologize. Because I know that's not fun to clean up. Uh, but yeah, that was my 21st birthday. Probably the worst birthday ever. I don't even remember it. I just remember having that bright idea of drinking all of that liquor and that liquor just happening to be fucking aristocrat. Unbelievable. I can't believe I did that. Disgusting. I'm disappointed in myself. Um, But ever since, what I've always done on my birthday, I get a bottle of something that I've never had before. And I do my best to attempt to make sure that that bottle doesn't see the sunlight of the next day. I do my best. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes you get sidetracked. Sometimes you share a little bit with other people, whatever the case may be. So who knows what I'm going to consume this year. Uh, one of my best birthdays a couple years ago, two or three years ago, uh, me and my man, we went to the Nas concert. Uh, Nas was doing a Illmatic anniversary tour. He had a live band. This shit was amazing. Uh, I'm definitely going to post the vids on uh, the YouTube feed this week. So make sure you're on the watch out for that. Uh, Great fucking show. Nas did an excellent job. And this, this almost turned out to be a shit show. So I'm trying to get these tickets for the show. They're sold out at the theater, at the Wolf Theater. They're sold out. So I go on StubHub. I purchase these tickets. General admission in the lawn. Should have been $20. I paid close to $90 for each of these tickets. I get two tickets, one for me, one for my man. I tell my man, yo, check it. Look, you get this hotel room. gonna get the tickets. We good all weekend. He said, cool. I said, cool. I said, boom, check it. We're going to get this room. We go to the stadium. Because that's the only way we can celebrate my birthday. We got to celebrate my birthday at Stadium. We in D.C., we got to be at Stadium. You hear him clapping? Yeah, we at Stadium. We make the trip. I get there. He get there. We pumped. Get the bomb room. We pumped. First day, we doing what we do. We hit Stadium that evening. As soon as we walk in the club, you guessed it. It winked at me. As soon as we walked in the club, it winked at me. It was amazing. I love being at stadium. Uh, I loved being at stadium until I had to go in my pocket because everything fucking cost. Let me get a round for me and my man. Beer and a shot for me and my man. All right. $46. Hold on. I just ordered a beer and a shot for me and my man. So that's just two beers and there's two shots. I, I think something's wrong because you said this was going to be $46. She's like, yeah, two beers,
2: two Heineken's, $18. Two shots, $24. Well, hold on. What kind of fucking shot are you pouring? And can we have less of that?
3: But of course, it's a strip club. So as soon as you start talking about a
2: price and complaining about a price, all the vagina in the building dries up. I promise you it
3: does. Like you put in an easy bake oven, it dries the fuck up. Cool. Pay the bread, no problem. Lady comes over for a dance. My man says, nah, don't dance on me. It's Frank's birthday. Dance on my man. So she does the thing, he throws the money at her. And I'm excited. So I throw some money at her. Song's over, quick as shit. They come through with the beer and the shots. Cool, take a beer and a shot. Hey man, get us another one. We celebrating. Next thing you know, another one comes over. She says, Oh. I heard it's your birthday. My man says, no, it's not my birthday. It's his birthday. But I got some money if you want to dance right now. So she does her thing. I throw some money at him because he bought the dance. So I'm just going to pay for the tip. She's on the platform in front of us. It was excellent. We had a good dynamic going. Me and him, we understand the Gentleman's Club. We understand the mechanics of the Gentleman's Club. What we do not understand is why everything
2: in this gentleman's club costs four times more than a regular gentleman's club. Spanish ladies walking around. We know she's not stripping. There's a lot
3: of glitter on her. A lot of fucking fishnet and hanging shit and all kinds of fucking pasties on. She's walking around. She's like, hey, it's your birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. You good? You you dancing? Or like you wanna send some dancers over? Like you got some free drinks? She's like, no, but I got
2: hookah and I can give you a discount. Sixty dollars. Well hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. I thought you said it was discount. Yeah. Sixty dollars. So the discount hookah is
3: $60, and this is how I know she's lying. I just bought a hookah machine for the house with mad tobacco, mad coals, and I ain't spend but $60. I got, like, a lifetime supply of tobacco and coals and hookah, and hookah fucking pipes and fucking the little mouth covers so you don't get herpes from a rando. I got all that shit in the house for like
2: $64. So what exactly was she giving me at a discount for $60? Who knows? I can't tell you because I didn't get it. I wanted to, but I didn't get it.
3: But I got more shots, and I got more beer, and we got more dances, and we had a really good time. Next day, wake up, Naked and Afraid Marathon's on. We do what we do all afternoon. We get some drinks. We pull up. We fucking do what we do all afternoon while Naked Afraid is on in the background. And we're laughing and we're joking and we're carrying on. And then, boom, go to the Nas concert. At these fucking general admission t- seats. Took us forever to get in the bitch. Took us forever to get to the location. And by the time we got there, all the general admission lawn seats were taken. And they had a terrible view. A terrible view. And motherfuckers were sitting on the lawn with coolers and fucking drinks in the coolers. And they had wine and they had liquor and Capri Sun packets. And me and this nigga sitting here with some fucking folding chairs that you get from Walmart. And the fucking lawn is on like a slant because this is
2: an amphitheater. So it's on the fucking slant. Pointing downwards. Man, this ain't going to work for me. I hit the fucking bar at the amphitheater, and I say, hey,
3: man, go and give me me two beers, man, $32. God damn, like everything is expensive on this trip. And not saying that I went on the trip broke, but I wasn't mentally responsible to pay $32 for two beers. And I don't think at any point in my life I'm mentally prepared to pay $32 for
2: two 12-ounce beers. Like, ever. Like, anywhere on the planet. Like, if we're on Earth, if we're on Earth,
3: and this isn't some fucking 50 point percent alcohol level beer, I don't think I'm ever prepared to pay $32 for two beers. But whatever. Sporting events, like, Suck a dick if you're paying that much money for a beer. I never want a beer that bad. But in this event, I was trying to prepare myself to watch Nas on the grassy knoll. Probably the same grassy knoll that JFK got shot from. That's what I was preparing myself to do.
2: So we go and we look for seats. And I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I'm like, yo, follow me. We start walking around. We walk through this grassy knoll.
3: We breach the entrance of this amphitheater where there are seats and there's no grass. And it seats like an auditorium. And it's
2: in a bowl shape. And I just find some seats that are not occupied. And we sit down. And I tell this nigga, hey, man, if somebody comes and says these are their seats, I will gladly get up and move. But they're going to have to come and tell me. So we have a seat.
3: We're relaxing. We ain't there. It's no opener. But Nas ain't even come on stage yet. And the motherfucker came by with a
2: flashlight, putting it all in our face, saying, yo. Y'all bought drinks in here. You can't have drinks in here. You
3: got to finish your drinks and go throw them in the trash back there. That's all he's saying? Like He's not saying we got to get out the seats? We good. We good. (laughs) We good. Only kid. So there we go. We enjoyed the Nas show. I got great footage. Uh, We had a great time. It was a great set. Nas did a great job. Uh, I could only go to that show with one of my friends, and and that's the person that I would like to go to that show with. So, boom, check it. Best birthday. Uh, We talked about best birthdays. We talked about worst birthdays. There ain't shit else to cover, man. This is Han Solo cast. Uh, My man, (laughs) we had a part in the interruption when I took that break earlier. We had a part in the interruption because I got a phone call from two very silly young men uh, and that's not going to be discussed on the pod but just know uh, the world is yours ladies and gentlemen peace
4: get my people out them chains nigga I mean handcuffs time to man up put my hands up fuck you saying, bro? Cause I'm a black man, black man. in the phantom. phantom Or is it cause my window's tinted Car cost $300,000 and I blow indoor in, in it You mad cause your daughter fuck with me on spring break? Well, well I'm a fucker to the spring break Roll another one cause I'm winning. In my photo
0: looking real photogenic Gentleman attire in threads that won't expire. I'm in the class of my own, oh my teacher got fired. Money getting low, pussy rate keep rising. Versace outfit cost me 3,000. From the pea houses, did it from the week hour. Selling that chicken, no lemon pepper, no sweet and sour. First you get the power, then you get respect. I'm getting so much money, I can buy your bitch. Take it how you wanna. If you wanna take it I like clubs where all the women working naked Fell in love with a white, just What the fuck I'm thinking Bought that whole ring It was for a pinky uh, That's pimping, that's
4: slick Got a bottle up alone that costs more than you rent uh. Fuck y'all mad at me folk Got a black card and a black phantom With a white bitch in Idaho I do the same thing as R-10. Got a thick bitch in Atlanta Got a red bone in the shot. Got two chains, they 2 tone, 200 racks, no lie. Mm. Ale Bumbay, Ale Bumbay-e. I'm about to rumble in the jungle in these new Kanye's. Ale Bumbay, Ale Bumbay-e. my lawyer threw them gloves on and beat another case. Fuck y'all mad at me, folks, my belt got two G's on it, her bag got two C's on it, my daughter's stroller got D's on it. Whoa! Free big meat, free boozy yeah, and see murder Like New Orleans, like Baltimore Come to copy, you'll see murders And my A R C murders That's beef, nigga, no burgers I'm insane and you, you sane Nigga better turn on them burners Got coke swimming in that glass jar Bitch, go turn on them burners Got dope for selling this hotel No half price, no retail You a bitch, nigga, no female I smack niggas, freeware I'm on the block like D12 I got the white, no D12 Like a little nigga in Africa I was born telling that cake and that's real shit No Will Smith and no known on the gate But they yelling Ale Bumbaya Ale Bumbaya
2: Thank God that a nigga seen another day Ale baye.